0: Rodney, it's so great to have you back on Iron Sports, the, the, the Alabama insider, and uh, I didn't think we are going to have you back, but boy, big news. I'm sitting there at the national championship game right after the game on that Tuesday, and suddenly we hear news that Nick Saban is resigning, and now it's like Kyle DePoor is now going to be the new coach. What led to this? Did you see this happening? Did you see, did, were there the tea leaves saying that, that Saban could potentially retire during the year?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah was hearing it quite a bit actually and you know, but it's not really unusual. I mean it's been going on the last few years, you hear these things and you know, the difference is I I think this one wasn't going away. I mean it kept you kept hearing it, kept hearing it. And, you know, it wasn't anything that you said, Okay, I've got enough information that I believe it's definitely happening. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there were good sources that were saying things, a lot of whispers, a lot of conjecture and speculation, all this kind of stuff. And then I would say that uh, right after the Michigan game, you know, I got a call that uh, some networks, uh, some of the major networks were on high alert that, uh, you know, Nick Saban could be stepping down soon. And, you know, so I really kind of kept in the ear out for that. But I was told two and a half months ago, I had a long conversation with someone about it, and they said, watch out for Kalen DeBoer at Washington. And they said, that is the guy that Greg Byrne will focus on uh, and is already kind of becoming more familiar with uh, in the event that this happens. So I have kind of started, you know, keeping records on the on DeBoer at that time. And so this really, uh, I won't say that it was something that I'm, I'm sitting here telling you, hey, I expected all this to unfold exactly the way it did, but I did have an inkling that this is the way it could all go down.
0: Well, I mean, do you think the reason, you know, there's a lot of speculation, you know, one was there was health issues. The other is that he doesn't like the NIL and the transfer portal, or is it just a combination of he just, what, what, what do you think the reason is he decided this time? Because clearly unlike Belichick, he still had his fastball, you know, they just made it to the college football playoff. His team is young, you know, with a team that, you know, they some say this is his best coaching job he's had. And a lot of players are going to be back for next year. So why do you think he decided to step down at this moment? He'll be
1: 70, 73 in October. I mean, you know, and when you talk about the combination of his age and and all of those things that you mentioned about the change in the game, whether it's NIL, the portal, you know, those types of things, I I think it just got to the point where he said, hey, look, you know, it's very difficult in this current climate right now. Uh, The energy level is not what it used to be when I was 55 or 60 or 65. You know, it's going on 73. It takes a toll. It takes somebody who can, as he said, somebody that can, it, the way he did it, the the, the the way he didn't want to change the way he did it. He wanted to be able to stay up till two in the morning and get up at six, you know, four hours and then get back to work. So I think all of those things were a consideration to him. He just didn't have what it took to continue to put the effort into it. Now I'll say this too. Somebody told me that on let's see, what day was it? The Wednesday when he stepped down. That on. Either earlier that morning over the last two days, he had talked to 32 of the current Alabama players. You know, he always calls them into his office. He has meetings with them after the end of the year, sits down, talks to them, gets a feel for them to kind of set the tone for the off season, set the tone for spring practice in the next year. And when he's doing these interviews with these 32 players, from what I was told, not one of them said, hey, coach, I'm disappointed. You know, that we didn't win the national championship. That's our focus. You know, we want to go back. We want to get redemption. We want to do all these things. These are the things that the great Nick Saban teams of the past, you know, when they fell short, these were the things that they focused on. But instead, all 32 had one question How much NIL will I get next year? Oh, boy. And I think that was something that really, you know, struck him. But, but again, I I think this was in the works anyway, but it's these types of things that I think certainly added up to, you know, his final decision. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, Greg Byrne, the athletic director, was caught off guard. He was not caught off guard. He knew all this was potentially going to happen. He had Kalen DeBoer directly in his sights. And if you saw or if you heard that leaked uh, video or recording of Kalen DeBoer's last meeting with his team when he told them he was going to Alabama – He said in that meeting, and he did not know he was being recorded. He said in that meeting that when he heard, you know, on Wednesday that Saban had retired, that he kind of had a sick feeling in his stomach because he knew what was getting ready to happen. He knew he was going to. he, he knew that he was going to get a call, and he knew that he was not going to turn down Alabama. So, and again, I think it was, you know, obviously his emotions and feelings about his players at Washington that made him feel a little bit empty there. But, I mean, that's how, that's, that's pretty much what I know in terms of how things went down.
0: Well, you know, when they hired, uh, when this, when Bama had Mike Shula, they fired him that whole gap in period before, you know, recruiting Saban, getting sued. And Saban had, was this experience. He had won a national championship at LSU, had coached at Michigan State and had, you know, it was, it was an older you know, coach with the Dolphins. You know, DeBoer is no background in the SEC, no background, you know, it's like really just in Sioux Falls and Washington. What does Byrne, what did Byrne see? And I, and I would assume that Saban himself, because I don't think Byrne hires DeBoer with out Saban saying, I think this guy's smart, you know, what, what, th- what did they see in him that made him that they're so excited about?
1: Well, let me ask you this. It, I ask you a question. What does everyone else see in Kalen DeBoer when he was at Washington that made everyone convinced that this guy's, he's really good. And that is that he wins a lot of games. I mean, he's <laughs> won a lot of games. He's had a lot of success. Uh, you know, he, here's the thing, Ira, and you know this. You got to be able to manage a program, it, 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 and when you see consistency, you, you've had a, nine years as a head coach. Seven of those years, you won eleven or more games. Okay, you can say, "Well, it's, it's on this level, it's on that level." Okay, he was just at Washington; they went twenty-five and three. Uh, they played for the national championship in his second year. Um, you know, these things don't happen by accident. The consistency of his winning is, is a sign of a winner. And so I I really think that, you know, there are a lot of people that say the familiarity in this part of the country. Coach Bryant, Bear Bryant, used to say, a winner is a winner, and a winner is going to win wherever he goes. And, you know, I think that's pretty much what you can say about this guy. He's won championships. He won three national championships on the NAIA level. Uh, You know, he played for one this year at at, uh, Washington. And look, let's just be honest. He he did not have the talent at Washington, especially you look at their defensive front seven. I mean, they didn't have the talent that some of these other teams had. Uh, he beat Sark two years in a row with lesser talent. Uh, he beat Sark this year. He was double-digit lead there until the end. They almost lost it, as you know. But he beat Sark. there. They, they, I, when I watched that game, I was saying, if I'm a Texas fan, I'm really disappointed because I've just watched the guy in a biggest game of, of his career, Sark, get beat by someone with lesser talent. And, and on the flip side of that, I'm thinking, this Kalen DeBoer's really, really good, you know? Uh, so I say all that to say, I mean, I just think, you know, look at the track record. look at Look at him. Look at his personality. Listen to what his former players say. And what do they say? They say, you know, a lot of glowing things about him. You can tell that they really love him. They really kind of bonded with him. Or he bonded with them, however you want to look at it. And I think, too, look at football people. Look at real football people. Ira, here's the problem. Here's the problem. There's not a lot of people in sports journalism and sports uh, casting, whatever, today. Look at the people who don't present their story with an agenda. And I think when you look at people like that, you can take Cole Kubelik, for example. He's an Auburn guy. He played offensive line at Auburn, but Cole has the ability to put all of that out and look at it in a professional manner. And the things he says about DeBoer, the way he raves about him, uh, he says that, you know, this guy's one of the best he's seen. I mean, he speaks glowing terms of him. So I say all that to say, you know, if, if you look at all of that together, I mean, it just seems like, you know, Kalen DeBoer's the right guy for this, for this job.
0: Well, Rodney, thank you so much for coming on IRS Sports. I know this has been a busy time, and now you got the, the new, the DeBoer air is now starting, and uh, it'll be exciting to see what happens in Alabama going forward. So thanks a lot for coming on IRS Sports. I really appreciate it.
1: All right. I appreciate you having me. Thank,
0: thank you care. so much. And, Rodney, one last question. If people want to follow you, what's the best way to follow you online?
1: Yeah, it's tighterinsider.com. It's only $48 a year, and you can get instant access. You're an Alabama fan. Uh, man, look, it's nonstop. Our community there, our all-sports forum, Ira, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And I've got a new book, Ira. Put out a new book, Bigger Than Bama. You need to go check it out at RodneyOr.com. Uh, I would encourage you to do that. I think you would might find it uh, an interesting book.
0: Oh, of course. I'd love to read it. So, th- Rodney, thanks so much for coming on Ira Sports. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Eric. Take care. Okay.